Alright guys, episode 38 of Don't Spoil the Ending. I'm Joe. I'm Nick. Hi, I'm John. Great stuff. Um, we're at our one year anniversary. Yeah, first birthday. Yeah. Yep. Happy yep. birthday guys. Happy birthday. Congratulations. Yeah. Yep. The podcast that won't die as much as we've tried. It just, we can't, it doesn't seem to just go. Yeah, we've not been on, I think is it like six weeks, we're not, or maybe a month actually, we've not done a podcast for. I think our last one was about just over four weeks ago, which was the Beyond a Marvel pod. Yep. Which was good, worth worth a listen. Yep. That was episode one of that. Might be worth mentioning, like the plan in the future is actually to be a bit a bit less uh, sporadic with this show. Yeah, is sketchy. That, sketchy. A bit less <laughs> sketchy. And I was thinking a bit more sketchy. Yeah. In terms of the main show will be more infrequent. Yeah. And we'll have other stuff filling in in between. Yeah. We just haven't done the other stuff yet. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's quite hard, you know, to get us all available at the same time. I think that's the problem. Yeah. Like, there's three of us here today. Don't know yep. where Sam is. Sam couldn't make it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. No. <laughs> We're going to leave that there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, I'll be honest, since we did our last show, or the last show I was on, I've only really played Persona 5. That's all I've actually done. So that's that's... That's it for me, really. Yeah, although, as we were talking about it before, we were remembering things, weren't we? Oh, we yeah. We all went to a charity boxing match last we week. We did, yes. That was good. We've mentioned before, we're based in Warrington. Uh, we went to the Halliwell Jones Stadium. Yeah. The local team's rugby stadium. Yeah, not the best team, but our local one. The, the best local team. Mm. Well, just the best team. <laughs> uh, and it was uh, an old work colleague of ours once who was fighting was, yeah. uh, Lee Girk. We can yeah. mention it by name, can't we? <laughs> well, you have now. So. He, he'll be still accepting sponsorships if you want to donate any money. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we saw him fight and win. That, that was good one. So that was good. Really yeah. good night. Good night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We got to wear suits and everything, so... Yeah. Felt dapper as fuck. All our ties, <laughs> ties on our stuff, didn't we? Yeah. First yeah. time I've worn a waistcoat since I was about eight. Yep. Yep. Mm. Look smart. Oh, that's a thought. You you got told off in the stadium. For... Well, I didn't get told off. Well, you, they, they told you they were going to throw you out. <laughs> if you that's didn't... an exaggeration. <laughs> you were going to get thrown out if you didn't stop using your e-cig. <laughs> uh, and they then announced it on the PA system as well, That's... just to make sure you actually heard it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you get you're getting the facts right, but <laughs> the way you're telling it leads 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 people down a different path. Where <laughs> um, I got called once, the guy walked over, and I was like, "My apologies, good sir." I, <laughs> I doff my cap. I, <laughs> I will not do it again. And he said, "That's absolutely fine." And then. A few minutes later, it did come across the tannoy. Yeah, yeah. they announced it with a tannoy. No smoking. And please refrain from using e-cigs, Joe. And he <laughs> pointed right at you. <laughs> yeah, again, exaggeration. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that, that was a good a good evening. Oh, I enjoyed it. Good yeah. night. Yep. Yeah. The weather's been mental, actually, hasn't it? In, in... There's been the beast from the east since we last did well, the that, show. That night, the boxing night, like, the, it was a weird blizzard, wasn't it? Yeah, walking to the stadium, it was snowing <laughs> like it was really weird but like, it was yeah. really windy as well wasn't it so it was yeah. like it was like an actual blizzard which was just super cold once it but other than that i've not done much myself other than blow my knee out playing football i mean you fell over you didn't you didn't blow your knee out shattered my patella <laughs> in like 10 places but yeah other than that yeah nick you shaved, shaved your beard off yeah you look, you look like a new man you feel like one too <laughs> i've known you for years nick and i've never seen you like this <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. How do you feel about it? It, fe- it feels weird, I won't lie. Cold? 
I went I went out earlier and and I'd my fa- I'd never felt well I've not felt air on that part of my face for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> it felt really weird. You look like a, a guitar teacher now. A guitar okay. teacher. Yeah. Okay. Like, I know I mean, what you mean, the kind of vibe about it. Yeah, I get what yeah. you're going for with that. Yeah. I, I, I mean, think so. Give it a few yeah. months and I'll have a full beard again. <laughs> um, I, I just wanted to start from scratch, to be honest. Yeah. You could have just trimmed it. I know, but I just wanted rid of it, to be honest. I just wanted to have a new beard. <laughs> just a change, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've had a beard, what, for four or five years now or something. Yeah. And I thought, fuck it, let's see what I look like without one. <laughs> <laughs> let's remember what I look like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, cool. Right. Yeah, Joe, nothing else, Joe, that you've been up no, to? No, just no. the game. <laughs> That's it. Oh, actually, there's something else. Go on. You already had a Switch by this point, but Nick, you bought a Switch oh, in true. the meantime. Yeah, uh, yeah beginning of this month, yeah. uh, I bought a Switch. Got only got two games. Got Rayman Legends and uh, Mario Odyssey. Yep. yep. And our veteran co-host, uh, Jono, he's got one as well. So we're all switched up. Yep. 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 Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, four-player Mario Kart or... Yeah, I'm actually looking forward to that. That'll yeah. be uh, that'll be good. That'll be good because me and you had one game, and uh, it was a, a cinema arcade, and I won that. If you remember that correctly, well, that's an outright lie. I'm sure we <laughs> mentioned that on the pod <laughs> in the past that I beat you that night. Uh, know, you I were don't. bigging it up that you were like the best Mario Kart player in the world. I am. I beat you straight up. Not <laughs> uh, strictly true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You she, beat me at Pac-Man after I was bigging myself up at Pac-Man, which was you, well. The, the thing is, I was winning, and then I got onto the final straight, and you literally pushed me off the machine. So, <laughs> well, just nothing, nothing against that in the rules. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Well, we'll come back to games. I don't want to start yeah. with games this week, but should we start with television? Yeah. Should we talk about some stuff that we've watched? Has anyone got anything? I've actually not, to be I've honest. Not, well, I've, there's only one I wanted to mention. It's been um, going around work lately. Everyone's been watching This Is Us. I don't know if you've heard of it. Well, only because you mentioned it. Yeah, but... Yeah. but, well, basically it's it's a rare TV series about a family. Um, by the way, Inman, I might spoil stomach. So if you're listening, <laughs> stop listening now. <laughs> a little warning. <laughs> and everyone else for that matter. Just spo- <laughs> spoilers potentially incoming. Um <laughs> Uh, it's like a family of uh, like three. It's it's weird. It jumps from like the early nineties to mid two thousand tens, like two thousand fifteen. Ah, right. Thing. Um, so like you see this family as when these are kids, um, and when they're adults, and it's it's just weird. What is it? You're basically just watching the lives, uh, and but for some reason it's just really good really fun to watch really good to watch it's yeah. a roller coaster of emotions like one second you'll be dead happy watching them as kids like go swimming the next minute you're dead depressed because they're being bullied and <laughs> it's just weird um watching them it, yeah i don't even know how, how else to explain it but it's yeah. it's just a nice series to watch is it an amazon original uh well the first season's on amazon I feel like maybe it's the Amazon exclusive. Ah, uh, okay. In the UK. Yeah. So it's one of them where, like, in the US, it might be on NBC or something. Yeah, yeah. But over here, they call it, like, a Netflix original or something, or yeah, Amazon yeah. original. They, well, they call it um, exclusive. That's that their name, exclusive. Yeah, they, they, call, they, they have originals and they have Amazon exclusive. An Amazon Prime exclusive. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. 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 I, you mentioned in work... Uh, 
the lead actress is called the character is called Sloane, I believe. Not the lead actress. <laughs> oh, oh no, right. it's not. It's not. It, it was. It was. It was a character who was in it for maybe three episodes. Oh, oh not, <laughs> yeah. interest, not interested. I mean, to now. be fair, <laughs> to be fair, when I, when I told you about it, I thought he was sticking around for a bit. And by the way, that was a spoiler if anyone. <laughs> um, yep, Sloan died. <laughs> um, well, no, but um, I thought she was sticking around for a bit, but no, it's just like three episodes or something she's in it for. Yeah, don't think we've mentioned that before though. I love the name Sloan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. best Doctor Sloan. Well, best Sloan would be Doctor Sloan from Diagnosis Murder. Prove me wrong. Well, Sloan Peterson from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. That's yeah. why I love the name. Isn't, it, isn't there a film? Sloan. Called Miss Sloan. Miss Sloan, yeah. With a uh, Jessica Chastain in it. That's Is that any good? Well, the name's good. <laughs> good, good name. Yeah. No, no Dick Van Dyke though. And uh, no, I didn't know he was called Doctor Sloan. To be honest, yeah, yeah. Used to watch that as well. Yeah, yeah. he's good. Yep. Yeah, but it's Sloan Peterson, the best Sloan. Great. Yeah. <laughs> right in with your thoughts on the name Sloan. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. We got much TV or. Um, I, I mean, feel like we haven't got much. No, I feel like I've, I've pretty much finished with This Is Us. I don't, if, if I went any further, I'm spoiling pretty much yeah. the, the main points. Is it a recommend? It's a high recommend. Okay. Like, I really enjoy that series. Yeah. Yeah. Can I jump into something after that? Uh, it's not a TV show, but I've been listening to a word like, it's like, it's on Audible, but it's like a half audio book, half podcast kind of thing. Uh, are you guys familiar with John Ronison? I know the name. He claims to be basically Louis Theroux before Louis Theroux came along. Right, okay. He's more of a writer than anything, but yeah. he does occasionally do like TV work and stuff. But he's done like a, an audible kind of podcast audiobook series called The Butterfly Effect, which I, I've listened to it all today. I found it really fascinating. I'll try and just explain to you what, it, what it's about. It starts off with him uh, talking to basically the guy who invented Pornhub and like... Oh, yeah. Bought up like Red Tube and all he, that guy, Pornhub became so popular. He bought up every other like porn site, and they're all owned by the same guy. It's all just Pornhub basically, with different <laughs> names. But the reason he he mentions it is he goes into look at like how that has changed the entire porn industry and stuff. And it's called the butterfly effect because it's like what he's done has led to all these different things down the line. Nothing, not, not even anything porn related, just the lives of people. You know, I mean stuff like that. How how it's affected everyone down the line. It's just really fascinating. It's like a really good uh, audio series. Like uh, quite sad, some of it. Like some of it's quite uplifting. You know, like weird little personal stories that come from it. But uh, I mean, you guys are both Louis Theroux fans. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely a similar kind of like gonzo journalism thing, like Louis Theroux does. So I definitely think you guys would like it. But yeah, it's like three hours long, but really fascinating uh, series. Mm. Definitely worth checking out. I think. Uh, like I said, the porn thing might put people off, but it's not really about that. It's just about how, like, something can change in an industry and how it just it has the ripple effect all the way down and affects everybody on every every level of the chain kind of thing. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's really interesting. Has it got a good climax to it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really good finish. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah. All right. Should we, um, should we just move straight on to games? Yep. Let's move on to games then. Right. So then... I spent my last month playing Persona 5, right? Um, have you had any experience with Persona 5, you both? No. Only from what you've told me. N- nothing with the Persona like series or anything over time? No. Nope. No. Okay, no. so basically this is a game where you you spend every... You spend 
the, the, the game's sort of segmented into days and it's a calendar. So you decide what you're doing in the afternoon and in the night for each day. And it's basically just an RPG where you live your life as this Japanese student who's been accused of a crime and he's had to move out. Basically, he tried to save... A, he saved the woman from being attacked by a powerful person and he got shipped away as part of his his um, sentence to different part of japan so it was like they must do this in japan i don't know i don't know anything about the system over there but yeah basically I had to spend a year at a different school and persona is a game where the the game like focuses on like um a group of young people and they tend to have these powers of being able to summon demons basically so Trying to explain this game's quite hard when yeah. you don't want to give anything away. So when this game first came out, they told all streamers and they told all video outlets, do not show any video or any footage of this game past a certain date. And so it was like the first couple of weeks of the game. Bear in mind, the game starts in April and it goes for months. And they were saying, yeah, don't show anything past like the 22nd of April. So everyone was going into that game as long as you didn't look into it too far, quite blind after the first like sort of few days. Mm. But basically, it's about a guy who has this ability to summon the they're called personas, and stuff happens in his day to day life that brings these people together, and they have to go into people's what's called palaces, which like is a mind palace kind of. Yeah, thing. I've, the way I've tried to explain it is like they, you go into someone's mind palace to steal the treasure in the palace to change what that person's like in real life. So it's basically like... Oh, an I don't want to call something out already, but yeah. Inception. It's probably, yeah, That's it's not... It's, Inception, that, yeah. yeah, it's... Yeah. Following that, you go in there to implant something in the Mind Palace that'll change yeah. their... So their in this soul. one, it's, you kind of go in and there will be minor, spoil, minor spoilers in this, but you'll go in, steal someone's, like, whatever they, they class as their treasure in the palace, and that will change their cognition in real life, Right. So it's basically that, and it's like a dungeon crawler at the same time as being this day-to-day Japanese life simulation game, which is just quite quite a strange thing. I've never actually played a game like this before. I mean, that, that half of it sounds a bit like Shenmue. Uh, so, yeah, that's what, what immediately came to my mind, which was mm. like, yeah, this feels a bit like oh. it could be like a Shenmue game. But Got both the Shenmues. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's like that, um, but it's the style of the game and like the music and like the character design and everything around it is just incredible. So there's, there's parts of the story as well where I got, I got to put to story points and they sort of show you like flashbacks of like months previous in the game and show you like the ends of conversations you've had or the little hints that have been dropped through the story for like these little reveals. And you're like, Oh shit, didn't pick up on that. Or you go, Oh, I thought I picked up on this, but I didn't realize it. And so it pieces this game together there's some bits where I was just sat there going, "This game's blown me away! Like it's it's amazing," but like it it's I don't I can't really talk about the story without giving any away. So that's as far as I'm giving away for yeah. story wise. But I've I've finished it now. I put 109 hours into it. I'm pretty devastated <laughs> now because when when you watch a film, you spend like an hour and a half with characters and you can like grow fond of them. When you spend 109 hours with a group of people yeah. uh, in a game which is like heavily based on character relationships, you kind of come out of it going, okay, uh, <laughs> what do I do now? What <laughs> shall I do with my time now? <clears throat> um, so they, there is, they, they have a new game plus on there, which I'm going to start because I didn't yeah. max out all my relationships in the game. Because it basically has these, you can max out a relationship and you'll get 
certain benefits to friends with benefits. You'll get like, so if you get somebody up so high, they will sell their medical equipment to you for cheaper. Yeah. So it's stuff like that. But whilst you get the perks of gameplay, you also get the story perks where you have certain sub stories as well. So they will only move on depending on how you are in the game. But yeah, I've, I've loved that game and mm. I look on a uh, Metacritic Persona 5 is currently the fourth highest rated PS4 game, which is quite a huge achievement. Yeah, big achievement, there. yeah. Yeah, which it's on par with Uncharted 4, which I haven't played, but it's it's an Uncharted game. So yeah, it's great, yeah. How bad can it be? And Metal Gear Solid 5, which is one of my favourite games of the genre. Mm. So Persona 5 is right up there. The only games above it are GTA 5, which was it's obviously like it's one of the yeah. best games ever. Yeah. And uh, what was the other one? There was, there was XCOM 2, an expansion oh, really? pack. Yeah, well, the expansion pack for that's like above uh, number three. And then The Last of Us Remastered, which you, you could technically say is a PS3 game. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so like it, I, I highly recommend it. I can't really do it justice, but it's kind of like, it's just, I don't know, it's had a real impact on me that. Yeah. And I'm, I'm trying to weigh up in my head whether I went from near Automata to this in quick succession and I'm struggling to see which game I prefer more mm. and I was so full of praise of Nia and I've still got like a fondness for that and I'm looking at Persona going which of the two did I prefer and I can't choose like it's a tough choice yeah. I remember you raving about Nia yeah. for like weeks but you'd be the same about Persona in yeah, work you know you've been raving about that for weeks as well yeah. now so it's just stuff like where um, I, I sent a picture you to using our little WhatsApp group and <laughs> basically like there's for as an example, there's there's a guy who is sexually harassing and sexually like assaulting the Japanese idols that he works with. So a Japanese idol is like um, almost like a glamour model, but it's a bit a bit seedy in Japan yeah. with, with this guy, and he's like harassing them. And basically, you go into the place where you can change. This is only a sub story; it's not even one of the main bits. But you go into change his change him and. Basically, when you go to fight his demon, they all change the demons. Um, it's basically a giant green cock on a chariot. <laughs> That's all I can really describe it as. But it's, so it's it's kind of like it's it's just it's it's a dark game in in elements. It covers all sorts of different yeah things. Like it covers you from like sexual harassment is is quite heavy on there. All sorts of themes in there. Yeah, I've loved it. Um, so like the, the fact it goes from like such dark themes, but I imagine on the flip side of that, it has like really just mundane day to day stuff going on as well. Kind yeah. Of thing, just so to... you can go and um, play baseball in a batting cage, and then you yeah. just go hit a few balls <laughs> to improve one of your stat skills, and you go, oh, that was fun. Then you go <laughs> but... and fight a cop monster. Yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly <laughs> it. Well, like it's it's crazy, but I think one of my favorite things about it before we move on is that I really enjoy the pacing of it. So. It was 109 hours, like I said, but whenever you play like one of these RPGs with so much side stuff to do, you always feel like you need to go do the main quest. And then if you're doing side stuff, you kind of like delaying the quest and you lose momentum. Mm. I'd never feel like this game loses momentum because the your calendar never changes if you go and do something big. So basically if you enter someone's mind palace and if it's one of the big main ones, it can take like five hours of gameplay like to get through it in one like if you try and do it in one yeah one sitting yeah like one day in the game yeah that's a five hour slog there whereas if you spent five hours just doing mundane stuff you can cover about two weeks but the fact is as you as the story basically pauses 
and you're in the same day when you go and do these longer things, you come back to it and go, oh yeah, no time's moved here. So you've still got the momentum of where you're up to. Yeah. But I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, How much did you pay for it? Like £24 or something? Yeah, so I picked that from Argos for £24 and it's probably the best game I've ever bought for £24. Yeah. Can't really... Can't really go wrong. So I'm guessing that's a five star game for you then. For me, that's it's it's one of my favourite games in, in of the PS4 genre. And I'm still trying to put together a top twenty list of me top twenty games ever. That has to be in there. It's yeah. it's going in there. I'm just not sure where. Um yeah. So that's my recommend for the week. Um I was just thinking on a, a similar kind of theme. We should do like a switch episode in the future. Just We can do. A, yeah. a, a contained switch episode just all about you know, our favourite games for the Switch, that kind of thing. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, I'm still quite new to the Switch. I've, I've literally played two so far. Yeah, give it a and few weeks. The only reason I've not played more is because I spent all that money on the Switch. I don't want to spend more on gaming <laughs> this month already. Yeah. I've already <laughs> spent 350 quid on gaming this month. So. Well, I've got some Switch news. It's a good segue. Um, yep. Luminez has been announced for the Switch. Oh, Lumines. Yeah, Luminez. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that's an old PSP sort of puzzle what do you call it a puzzle it's not is really it like a music rhythm puzzle game like yeah, yeah. it's kind of like it's almost like a Tetrisy style yeah. block game <laughs> but that was addictive on the PSP and they're going to be selling it at a friendly price apparently mm. but that's I'm buying that as soon as that gets that comes out because yep. I was addicted to that game I could do with a good puzzle game for the Switch uh, mm. They need to bring out a new Doctor Mario or something. I used to love Doctor yeah. Mario. I was like, but, that, but if if when Luminous comes out, that's gonna scratch that itch for me. Yeah, so, Luminous is coming out. Um, I've seen the other uh, releases that are coming. In. I think June we're getting Crash Bandicoot. Yep, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. I didn't buy it for PS4, but I'm on same. Switch I'm gonna buy it. <laughs> I'm the same. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually looking last night, and I think there's one big title every month uh, that I'm interested in. I think April is South Park, which we've got on PS4, but I'm going to get it on the Switch anyway. I might, I might do this. I've, I mean, I've completed that on PS4, but I might get it on yeah. the Switch as well. So I'll get the Fractured Butthole get, uh, in May. It's Dark Souls. I'll probably get that. Give that a go on the I'm Switch. I'm probably going to give that myself, yeah. Yeah, I think there's another one in May I forgot about. Oh, uh, Donkey Kong Country as well comes yep. out in June. It's uh, Mario Tennis. I know you guys aren't that bothered about it, but I'm, I'll, I'll probably give, give that a go. As far as the tennis game goes it looks like a good mario tennis it'll, game it'll definitely be fun like yeah it's just it like i've I've mentioned this like off the podcast to use but when you look at that game library once crash comes out i can sit there and go from sonic to mario to crash it, on the same console within like a few minutes like yeah. it blows my mind you'd never imagine that a few years ago mm. like i mean can i jump on from that as well uh are you guys familiar with wonder boy yeah yeah. Uh, they've remade I mean it's not, not new this came out like at the end of last year but they've remade uh, Wonder Boy 3 The Dragon's Trap totally like done new visuals for it and stuff it looks amazing uh, but it was like 18 quid when it came out but that's now on sale for like £9 half price yeah. so I'm, I'm getting that this weekend uh, it, it looks it, that's probably the best Wonder Boy game mm. is this is this sorry in the uh, sale that's on the Switch at the yeah moment? current sale on the Switch that started like on Tuesday I think uh, but it should be like 18 quid, it's £9. So that's, right. like, that's the biggest uh, discount off a game in, in there, so I'm de- definitely going to pick that up. Yeah. But it just looks uh, great. Like a really good uh, remake of it. Okay. Yep. After playing Persona 5, I've got into more of a mood to play some more RPGs. So I've just bought Discaya 5 for the Switch, which yep. is a grid-based tactical RPG. Been meaning to play it for years. But it came out, I think it came out about three years ago on the PlayStation, but... 
they released it on the Switch with all the DLC attached. And I was like, yeah, I'll get that one day. Found that in Argos, cheap, cheaper than everywhere else. So I was like, okay, we'll buy that. Argos is getting a lot of... I yeah, did mention Argos before, didn't I? You love Argos, don't you? <laughs> it's just, like, Argos have got seen to have the games in for cheaper than everywhere else. Even Amazon mm. for, for certain things. Quite surprised. Yeah. But I picked that up for £26 today. And, yeah, that's... I'll let, I'll let everyone know how, how I'm getting on with it. tried it yet, then, no? Not yet, no, no. Um, those those grid-based RPGs, I've, I've, I could never get into them myself. I've, I remember playing Final, Fa I think it was called Final Fantasy XII Revenant Wings. That was a tactical-based one on the DS. I loved that. Like, it's not my normal type of yeah, RPG. I think but... what it was with me, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of this, the, I think it'd be called the Divinity series. Um, they, they did Divine Divinity years and years ago. And then they did Divinity 2, which I absolutely love, played that to death. And they released this other one, uh, Divinity something, Shadow of Colossus. I don't know. Um, <laughs> um, and, and I bought it. I was like, oh, this is going to be amazing. And it was one of them. And it probably disappointed me. <laughs> yeah. But like, it's one of the it was one of the most high, highly rated Xbox 360 games at the time. And I was so upset. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe, maybe it's just because I was expecting it to be like its predecessor. But yeah. yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm buying um, Valkyria Chronicles Remastered. Um, that's another anime style game but it's this is supposed to be a bit like the grid based tactical ones that we were just talking about but it's it's a bit looser by the sounds of it i'm not too sure but i had it on ps3 but i've i've not played it so i'm gonna buy i've bought the remastered version that's it's set in a you're basically set in a small european country during a world war but it's oh. kind of like it's set it's very heavily influenced by world war Two. So I want to see what that's like. But yep. It's supposed to be really good, like one of the best of like the last few years. That mm. so I'll I'll once once I'm on that I'll I'll update further. Um, last thing I've got games I wanted to mention was I finished The Last of Us Remastered. Oh um, yeah, I remember last episode I wasn't too high on it. I was like, was that the DLC or the end of the actual game? So I've not played the DLC at all. Ah, yet, okay. But um, I've I'd got about two or three hours into the main game on the last show. Wasn't too impressed, but by the end of it, I kind of looked at it. I was like, yeah, this is this yeah, that, is amazing. That, like, I feel like the ending makes you look back on the whole thing. Like, yeah, just like, like wow, that was an adventure. Not even just the ending though. It was it was like it was all of it. It's like I really got into it. So if if you remember me saying like I was just skipping ammo and stuff, I wasn't really that fussed about like searching areas but by the end of it i was properly engrossed in it yeah like i thought that i thoroughly enjoyed that and even on like the normal difficulties you've got to conserve your ammo and stuff haven't you and yeah. you know like look for mm. items or what have you like the... apparently on the um i think on the hardest difficulty mode they don't give you any markers for how much ammo you've got left yeah so you've got to count and remember how much ammo you've got yeah because if you're in a situation where you've got a zombie coming towards you and you've got like all you've got is like a gun if you've not got any bullets left, you're going to need to know about it because you, you, like, you need to run away. But yeah. It's literally uh, on the hardest one. Like the, There's no indication for when, like, the... What are they called? Zombie and monster they, dudes. I can't remember what they're called. Yeah. Yeah, I finished it one month There's, like, no indication whatsoever for where they are. You've just got to literally listen out for them kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's, it's, it's a crazy game. Like, it's... I don't know why it took me so long to get into it, but... Yeah. Well, going off from that, I mentioned to you before... For years, I've heard people raving about the Binding of Isaac, saying what a, what a great game it is and stuff. And I've always looked at it thinking, oh, I'm not, I'm not going to get into this. I've had it on PS Plus for years, but I bought the Switch version, uh, Afterbirth Plus, 
And yeah, it's, it's amazing. Like, we really got yeah. into it. It's just one of them games again where, like, I, I put myself off playing it for years. I finally played it and thought, yeah, it's actually a really good game. <laughs> is it, is it, is yeah. it one of them little puzzly shooter types? It's a, not no puzzles involved whatsoever. Like a dungeon crawler. So it's literally just uh, shooting enemies. That's mm. all it is. But the appeal of the game is it's different every time you play it. Completely random, every level. And there's a million power-ups in the game. Uh, and they change the way the game plays massively. So it, a lot of it is really, like, luck-dependent. But it never feels that way when you're playing it. Mm. But the addict addictiveness of it is that you're always like, one more go. Because the next time I might get a dungeon where all the power-ups are there in level one. And I can just, like, blast through it all the easily kind yeah. of things. So... Yeah. I've currently completed it once, but it becomes harder when you complete it. So I'm trying to now work through it for the second time. So, yeah. but yeah, it's amazing. So, yeah. I, I, last thing on Switch, um, Pixel Junk Monsters Two was announced, which is uh, if you've not played the Pixel Junk games, they were on the PlayStation Three and PSP. Yeah, and I assume the Vita and then PS4. But they're they're really creative games, but the Pixel Junk Monsters was a tower defense game, and they basically they've done a second one. Not too sure about it on first impressions, simply because this one looks a bit more first, not first, but like third person behind the character. Yeah, not view. like a top down tower defense. Yeah. Kind of thing. Whereas the appeal for me was the simplicity of the first one. And the, was, the nice cartoony graphics and stuff yeah. like looking down from above. Them. So this one's still managed to keep the cartoony graphics to like to most of it, but they have made it 3D. Mm. But I don't, yeah, I'm going to wait and see what that looks like a bit further, but I'm hopeful it's going to be good because I I, I pretty much have loved every Pixel Junk game that have came out. The, the yeah. Shooter 1 and 2, they were both probably my favourites. Loved them. Uh, Eden, that was really creative. I've got some Eden and Monsters are probably my two, two least favourites. Yeah. So. Uh, did we play Racing? I didn't play the Racing one. Like the Top Down, it's a bit like that Mantis mm. Switch game, yeah. the Top Down Racing game, but that was their good. Mm. Yeah. The thing with Eden, like, I love the music. I love the art. Couldn't fully get into it or any. I didn't enjoy I the gaming really aspect, it, yeah. but like as far as an art direction goes, I loved that. Yeah. I thought I thought that was incredible. Mm. Um, but I feel yeah, like I, I'm forgetting one, but I can't think now what it is. But yeah, they did a they did a VR one, didn't they? Yeah, that zombie game. You got to throw food at zombies. <laughs> did they? Yeah. yeah, can't think about that. Can't think what it's called, but I'm sure there's an old PS3 one, like a big one that we're forgetting. But maybe it's shooter. I'm thinking of. I mean, it's probably shooter. Shooter one and two. Shooter, were, were shooter one and two were the biggest, and then there was monsters. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Um, should we move on to films? Oh, can I just jump on a switch thing? So yeah. one, one last thing on the uh, the sales. Resident Evil Revelations one and two are both on sale on there for like. I think one is 11 quid and two is 14 quid. It's the episodic one, isn't it, um, Revelations? I think two is more episodic than the first. The first one was actually a 3DS game. Oh, really? But they've, like, remade it into, like, a proper console game, but they're both meant to be dead good. Hmm. But for, like, 11 quid, I'm definitely going to get the first one at least yeah. anyway. Give it a go. But I've watched the videos, and it looks just like uh, a proper Resident Evil game. Oh, okay. Just walking around shooting stuff, so... Yeah? Yeah, definitely give that a go. Cool. Yep. Um... Move on to films. Uh, Sam's done here, but I'm going to hijack his game. And oh, it's, shit, yeah. it's people, actors whose birthdays are today. Guess the age. Yeah. <laughs> That's the game. Catchy title. Yep. Yeah. This is an unofficial <laughs> game. There's no point to getting game given out here. Okay. Because I'm, am I winning? We're drawing, I think. 
But we're winning. I think we're tied. We tied for first, and Nick's tied for like, second. Might be like 2-2-1, two, two, I think, or something like I, that. Something I, like I don't that. believe I've had any. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've um, I've got a few people here. This is where I get them all, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, you win all of them. Sorry, Nick, don't count. <laughs> now, by by actors, Sam's not here, so I'm going to twist the rules a bit. Um, this one is technically an actor, The Undertaker. It's his birthday today. Oh, okay. How old is The Undertaker? Hmm. Bear in mind, he's had a wrestling career for the past 30 years. 15. So, so does he look better or worse for his age? 58, I'm going for. Nick's going for 58. John? What are we going for? Sorry, Nick. 58. <laughs> I was trying to work it out then in my head. 58, you, you said. You look yeah. like you were channeling some kind of the phenom <laughs> himself. Uh, so, Nick's gone for 58. God, he must be old. I was just trying to work this out. I'm be, thinking it was like, I'm thinking it was 24 in 1989. So it'd be 34 in in 99. It'd be 44 in 09. I'm going to say like, I'm going to say 53. The answer is 53. Oh! <laughs> Unofficial, no points being given out here, John. Oh, shit. <laughs> Uh, well done, yeah. Nice one. Oh. You, you you started working that out when I was thinking. I thought it was too low that, but no, you did well there. Um, he looks older. Again, <laughs> not necessarily an actor. Mary Berry. Oh, okay. Seventies easily. I have no idea who that is. Mary She's Berry the... is the former British Bake Off old lady. She's not the current old lady of British Bake Off. She's a former old lady because she's I... dead. <laughs> she's not dead. All oh, right. Um, well, I have no idea who that is. Well, I'll, okay. I'll go first. It's I'm going to say this seven. person. I'll, I'll hold. I'll hold. Just make sure. Yeah. See that one on the bottom left. Number eleven. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to go seventy-two. Sixty-eight. Eighty-three. Oh wow. Looks good for her age, Mary. <laughs> well, I wasn't going in that, in that direction, but... <laughs> yeah, okay. Alan Sugar, not an actor. Oh. Alan Sugar. How old is Alan Sugar? I think I know this. We've been doing a few Alan Sugar impressions in the office. You didn't follow the money. <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> It just sounds like uh, Michael Caine to me, that <laughs> all I hear. Should I prepare the Batmobile, Master Wayne? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to 70... Oh, birthday today. 70, birthday today. 72. Nick, any ideas? 75. Oh. Correct answer. 71. Oh, no! <laughs> um, we'll do a final one. We'll actually do an actor this time. Jim Parsons... He's the Bazinga guy yeah, from Big, Big Bang, Bang Theory. Theory. Yeah. Which I'm not a fan of Big Bang Theory. Don't know if you two are. Now, I know this guy's older than you think yeah. he is. I'm going to go 49. Oh, I was going to go with late 40s. I'm going to go 48. 45. Oh. So, he, to, to be fair, he looks, looks all right for a 45. Yeah, he, look, he looks like a 30-odd-year-old yeah. best. <laughs> I feel like he's one of them people, though. Like, he's losing the hair a bit on top, but he has it... Like wears it in a way so you can't tell, but as soon as a bit more of it goes, it'll be like no, yeah, you can't hide it anymore, mate. Yeah, he'll go, from, <laughs> he'll go from looking like twenty five to like seventy. I've lost my hair, bazinga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, well that that um, that's the resolution for Sam's game, but my version of guess whose actor's today's birthday is guess the age actors. Yeah, that's the name. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, cool. Yep. Films then. Like, I, I've only watched... We didn't even announce the main film this week, did we? Nope. No. No. Should we do that now, midway through the episode? Let's do it. I feel like you did mention it, though. You might have done. You might have. Um, I feel like on passing, you you yeah. kind of said the, the name. <laughs> well, I've forgot, but well, not the film. But, um, <laughs> Annihilation. Annihilation. What's the name of the yeah. film? It's a Netflix original. No, sorry. It's In been, the UK, it is. It's been bought, hasn't it? It's been. It's been. Yeah. Distributed by Netflix after having a short cinema release. Yeah, shown theatrically in the US, but Netflix in the UK. Yeah, and the nope. director wasn't very happy about it. Nope. Because he said he made it for the big screen. Yeah. Yeah. I've done my research. My, my screen's big enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm um, have we got any films, or should we go straight on to that one? Before we do this, can we do trailers? Oh, Let's yeah, talk trailers. Let's talk uh, trailers. Yeah, you mentioned Nick, you wanted to talk about Infinity War. Yeah, well, there's a few Marvel ones that have dropped, probably since we... Uh, Fingered, actually, I think we've got uh, the Infinity War one. You've we've all seen it, haven't we? Um, we we don't even need to ask John his opinion. We, everyone knows it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I I I, I like, blew my mind that um, trailer. Um, I, I, I won't go. I won't go mind blowing. It got me interested in the Avengers again. Yeah, definitely. I, I, like I mean, it actually blew my mind. Like I've I've watched it. I think fifteen times now. And it came out what a week ago. So. I feel that's detrimental to your enjoyment of the film when that comes out. Yeah, you, I know what you you're mean. You're gonna but... just know the plot now before you go in. <laughs> I know, I know what you mean, but like, I don't know. I'm I'm really excited about the film. I'm, I'm proper looking forward to it. Yep. Can we can we speculate on? Oh, death. Right, minor, minor spoiler. Um, there's a supposed to be a death in the next film. Uh, I don't know uh, if it's this one, but um, be next Avengers year, won't it? Yeah. Avengers 4, so Cap's death or dying. So this is where apparently Captain America's supposed to die. Does he die in the, the comic story of this? Uh, it's not I Infinity don't... War, is it? He gets like, shot by a sniper or something. Yeah, I think, right. like but no, um, the, the reason is, is because Chris Evans has literally said he's not doing a film after that. Okay. So he's got to die. Yeah. See, I, I was wondering whether it was going to be a big swerve because they're going to let, let all this information get out about how Captain America's going to die, yeah. and then someone else will die. To- well, I think Tony Stark probably won't well, make this it out of the films. Yeah. Like, I, f- I feel like he, he, he's a lot of Marvel's fan base, a mm. lot of, uh, of it, because it, he's been there since day one, hasn't he? So, yeah, I just think he's getting too old. To, I, to I don't know. Like, I feel like they'll, they keep, say- they'll keep him in the background. Yeah, yeah. Know, they'll they'll mention him on passing and stuff. And didn't he say he was done doing Iron Man a few years ago? He was like trying yeah. to hint that he wanted, he wanted out with that. I think he'd, he'd signed a contract up to like the end of Avengers two, and then like Disney just backed a truck full of money up to his house. He went, yeah, I'll do I'll do a few more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, Cap's gonna die. He's gonna be um, Bucky. He's probably gonna take take the mantle of Cap in it. Vision will die. Vision will most likely die because they need the stone out of his head. Yeah. To be fair, there's too many Avengers now. Yeah, I, I feel right. that way. Like, get them, a lot of those Black Panther well, soldiers can die. Well, <laughs> get rid of them. I was going to say, like, the, the, it's a whole like new series of uh, heroes now, isn't it? Yeah. Get rid of them. Um, Hulk can go to Planet Hulk or something. Um, <laughs> you know what? I think they'll always keep Hulk because it's, it's a special effect, isn't it? Yeah. Don't just want to play him, really, do you? So. I mean, I don't know. I feel like they'll always keep him around now. Yeah, I guess. But I don't know. Um, Red can... Hulk. Bring that one in. Well, he's, he's the thing, isn't he? The general from the film. I'll be fair, I, I know very little. But... <laughs> I don't know I don't know anything about it. <laughs> the, there's a Hulk that's red. Do you know his, uh, his girlfriend in the film, um, um, her dad, the general? Oh, uh, Thunderbolt Ross. That, that's that's uh, Red Hulk. 
that's, that's ah, right, because he was in the first Hulk film, yeah. on it. So, so we could come into it. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I'm excited for Infinity War. Um, another trailer that dropped, Deadpool 2. Yep. Yep. Uh, I'm not as excited, but I'm probably going to enjoy the film anyway. I uh, totally agree. I'm not too fussed after watching the trailer, but I enjoyed the first one and I will watch the second one. I really like Deadpool, so yeah, hopefully yeah, so. it'll be all right. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds, I do enjoy. He's yeah. the voice of Detective Pikachu, which is coming out <laughs> yeah, next year. Proper excited for. Which oh. I can't wait for because that's going to blow my mind. <laughs> Just a little fact on that. Uh, using my, my Nintendo points, I've bought a Detective Pikachu Pikachu wallpaper. Great. So on Monday, I mean, what's computer? You'll get to see that. Smashing. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, was there any more? Deb- well, I want to get John's opinion on Deadpool. Oh, we, we all know. But... Uh, I mean, I'm not going to lie. That trailer didn't offend me as much as the first film did. Yeah. But there were still jokes in there, like the sisterhood of travelling pants and stuff. I was like, what, is that funny? Like, I just yeah. don't, you know what I mean? I just don't was get Was that it. a film? Or? Yeah, that was a I, film. I didn't yeah. get it. Like a chick yeah. flick kind of thing, yeah. It's just like for me, that's like cheap. Just, yeah, just mention a chick flick. That's funny. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, that's the joke in it. Yeah, but other than that, yep. Yeah. It looked better than the first one, I thought. Yep. Um, all of the trailers dropped? Oh, sorry, I've got one. Uh, Sicario 2, the second trailer dropped. Now, a while ago, when the first trailer dropped, you mentioned it to me. And I was doing like my comic book guy impression, like, oh, it's got to be fucking rubbish. Worst but, trailer yeah. ever. <laughs> Why are they even bothering? Like, the first one's amazing, don't make a part two, blah, blah, blah. But then I watched it, I was like, oh, it looks, it looks pretty good. Though. <laughs> and uh, I watched trailer two. And like, my ratio beforehand was probably 99% going to be garbage, 1% could actually be really good. My ratio now is like 94% going to be garbage, mm. 6% could probably be good because I think that new trailer looks amazing. Okay. It's not Denny Villeneuve anymore doing it, but and there's no Emily Blunt, but it, it looks re- like really interesting. Yeah, re- really good. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So I'm well up for that. Cool. Cool. There's the the Fantastic Beast trailer as well, wasn't there? Oh yeah. Which I'm only mentioning because you were saying about the set the music in the end of it. Yeah, sounded like the Avengers theme. So, yeah. It, yeah. Like it was. The it was. There was about four notes in sequence that sounded exactly like the big Avengers stand, like sting. Yeah. Like the Avengers thing is like the <laughs> like that thing, but then the Harry Potter one was like <laughs> it just sounds really like the uh, yeah the Avengers bit, but yeah. Other than that, I don't really. I mean, I I didn't want to talk about it because yeah. I actually don't care, but <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to uh, uh, you to mention that. To yeah. Me. Uh, should we move on to actual films? Or? Yeah, yeah. I've I've not watched any. Well, <laughs> so see me and Nick voice. mentioned me and Nick. We've watched loads in the, like the month from the last podcast, but I've got nothing to say about so many of them. Like, have you got anything you want to talk about, Nick? Or? Well, you reminded me. It's like I don't know if you were going to bring it up yourself anyway, but um, I guess it's technically a film. Um, the the documentary. Oh yeah, uh, the Tony Robbins "I Am Not Your Guru." I'd, I'd, I'd like to have a chat about that. Yeah, you? defo, and that's a Netflix original. I don't know if it's in the US or not, but it is in the yeah, UK, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Do you know much about this, Joe? Have we told you about this? Um, I've heard you talk about it non-stop for the past couple of weeks. Yeah, we have spoke about it a lot, haven't we? Uh, a documentary by Joe Berlinger, who's like quite a well-known documentary filmmaker. He did a trilogy of films about the. Uh, is it the West Memphis Three, they're called? Yeah. 
called Paradise Lost, which you can't get in this country anyway. You can't get it on blue on DVD or anything, which I'm fuming about. But they're they're really good. Uh, so it's got like you know pedigree in terms of documentaries and stuff. And this documentary revolves around Tony Robbins, who's like basically a self help guru, but. But it, as, it per, as per the name of the, the film, he doesn't want to be known as that. Yeah. I am not your guru. <laughs> I think he has a, a name in it. Is it like so, something psycho, practical psychologist or something like that? Yeah. yeah. And it's a, basically a seminar over the course of a week that people pay $5,000 to go to. And he'll cure your problems, whatever issues you've got. He'll give you a breakthrough to help you get through them. This is on Netflix. On Netflix. Yeah, you've got Netflix now, Joe. Yeah, I'm on a one-month free and, uh, trial. Yeah. And uh, cheapskate over it. <laughs> I, th- I think even at, even at the end of uh, the documentary, like, if uh, people haven't had a breakthrough, we'll kind of ask them, won't we? Yeah. Like, like, so has anyone not had a breakthrough? Put your hand up and I'll get to you now. Yeah, you'll try and, try and work with them kind of thing. He tries to get to absolutely... And there's hundreds of people in there. It's, yeah, it's a big big seminar, like, isn't it? It's so big. And, and it goes from 11 in the morning till 11 at night every day. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, like, there are literally days when it's like, right, sorry guys, you'll have to eat... They have like evening meals and stuff. Like, you'll, you'll have to eat your evening meal on your, on your knee because we, we need to get through this kind of thing, you know? So it's... Not the kind of guy to shirk, you know, like work or anything like he's literally yeah. working through his meals to get like this seminar done. Uh, but yeah, it's just a really impressive guy, I thought. Uh, just to mention, Joe Berlinger, the documentary filmmaker, he just went along to one of his seminars just out of interest and like was converted, you know, by into thinking like this guy is actually really good. I think that in itself, mm. you know, says something. Uh, I don't know how to really well, go about talking about it, but we can start off by the opening scene of the documentary if you yeah, want you, you go for it that, yeah. that, 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 like as soon as you start the documentary you just my mind was blown instantly I was like yeah. oh this is amazing basically it starts off with a, a clip of this um, suicidal man he's like extremely depressed and suicidal it's like so talking Tony Robbins is talking to him he's like so like, like what, what why, why are you uh, why, why are you so depressed then and, and he goes is it because of those Red trainers you got on, <laughs> and they just, just like yeah. to like. On first thought, you're like, why would you say that to a suicidal man? <laughs> but like, it makes him laugh, and because it made he'd managed to make the suicidal man laugh, he's instantly like you can instantly see this change in this man. Yeah, purely, purely because he made a joke about a pair of trainers. The twist is he was suicidal about the red trainers. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like you see, you see him when he's talking to him. Like as soon as he started laughing, like. His shoulders, like, it, it weren't so tense. His shoulders kind of Yeah, dropped. like he a was, weight's lifted off his shoulders yeah, it, or something Yeah, it, it was like, like, you could see this instant change in the guy. And and that, for an opening scene, just got me hooked instantly. Yeah. So. Like, the one I, I think is really good. He talks to a young girl. She's in the audience. And he gets her to stand up. And he finds out that her problem is that she's not happy with her diet. And you can see the look on his face is thinking, like, not happy with your diet. Like, you know, why have you paid $5,000 to, to come to talk about your diet kind of thing? And she's like, oh, I just want to eat better. You know, we eat, eat at the right times. I'm not I'm not looking after myself properly. And through a series of questions, he... Did, bra- sorry, did she have red trainers on as well? I couldn't tell, actually. She, okay. A lot of people around her, but maybe, yeah, it's that could key. be the issue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and through a series of questions, he, like, breaks her down. Like over, it's quite over, quite you know, like ten minutes. He's breaking her down, and, and like, he, he gets to a point where he realizes she got daddy issues, basically. You know what I mean? And it, I, I, can't, I can't really do it justice how he how he does yeah. it. Well, essentially, she's there saying she's uh, 
she's got these dietary problems and he he asks her like one question and then he's like and then like but by, by the end of it it's like he's like like so it's your dad essentially isn't it yeah um, it's because your dad abandoned you kind of thing and like it, it explains like psychology terms don't it which makes total sense to me it's like rejection breeds obsession so it's like the fact that your dad rejected you leads to these obsessive problems later in life you know just stuff like that that i found really fascinating that and again like you know he, he gave her a breakthrough kind of thing and it helped her to to move past that and stuff and it's just it, madness though. to think that she went there with the intent of eating at the right time yeah day, rather than just eating sporadically throughout the day and eating junk food for the most part um, she went with the intent of you know eating at the right times and eating better food and then she's come away um I think at the end of the documentary, she'd come away with a bit of a relationship with a dad that abandoned her years before, like, and it's just mental. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, you have sold it to me. I mm. think I'll give that a go. Just another one. There's another woman on there that, me and Nick have got, like, different opinions on this one, but she's a bit of a, I feel like she plays the woe is me card a bit, you know, like, oh, I've got so many problems and stuff. And one issue is that he breaks, he says, like, your dad was perfect, wasn't he? And she's like, yeah, he was the best dad in the world. And it's like, yeah, that dick, that, what was it, dickhead or something yeah, like that. Yeah, basically says, that dickhead. <laughs> He's the reason for all your problems because you've got your, like, your ideal of ideal man is way up here and it's unrealistic. Like, because of your father, you've set your, your target way up here, you've got to, like, lower it down because, like, men are dickheads. <laughs> 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 but, like, she's currently seeing a guy and he's saying to her, like, like, do you love the, even, do you even love the guy you're with? And I, I feel like it's her playing, like, the what was me card, going, like, well, you know, I'm just with him for the sake of it and stuff, like, you know, almost, like, just, like, because she likes talking about stuff. It's like, well, phone him right now, break up with him. And she's like, what? <laughs> it's like, get your phone out. If, you don't, if you're not into it, what's the point in being with him? Like, and he, like, he calls a bluff, you know what I mean? And, and she does it. She phones up and splits up with this guy. You can hear the boyfriend, like, going, like, fucking Tony Robbins has told you to do this. <laughs> <laughs> but, like... They end up getting back together later on, but it's not so much about that. It's more the fact that Tony Robbins, as I feel, was almost saying, like, you know, make a decision. You know what I mean? Stop, you know, stop saying, oh, he's not, not a great boyfriend. If you don't like it, do something about it. You know what I mean? I feel like that was the point of it kind of thing. But, yeah, it's just a really interesting documentary. Yeah. Well, worth checking out. I'll get on that. Have you got anything more on that, Nick? Though? Uh, like, there's, there's other ones that I, I would love to talk about, but I don't want to just spoil it all. Yeah, so, yeah. Like, like, there, there's so many interesting stories um, throughout it, like, of people's... Pro- like, I'm not even going to mention it, but there's one which is just... It's heartbreaking when, when she's talking about a problem, isn't it? And and I, I, even Tony Robbins doesn't know what to do. He just gives her yeah. a hug, doesn't he? He just holds her for a bit. Um, yeah. But it's... It's yeah, it's a high recommend that documentary. And we've spoke about this at work. We're all quite uh what's the word, skeptical of like a mediums and psychics and what have you. Yeah. <clears throat> I think you're a big fan of that Sally Jesse Raphael woman. <laughs> the one who goes up doing big, you know, tour. Yeah, of course, yeah. Huge, huge fan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh <laughs> huge fan. She's no fraud. <laughs> <laughs> but when you watch Tony Robbins, you can clearly see the skills that a medium would employ. Sorry, Sally Jesse Raphael. Sorry, it's Sally Morgan. Into okay, it. she's like <laughs> Sally Jesse Raphael's like like uh, some talk show host from like the nineties. Sally America. Morgan. Is it Sally Morgan? Yeah, the older woman, the one who got caught with the window behind her, and, and somebody heard somebody from the window. Yeah, yeah, that's right. the one. Yeah, her. Yeah. Not Sally Jesse Raphael. I think she might have done a bit of mediumship <laughs> as well. <laughs> yeah, of course. 
Uh, but when you watch Tony Robbins, I, can, I think he uses the skills that a medium would use. Mm. That girl who he broke down and realised she had daddy issues. If he'd have just been like, oh, I've got your granddad here, and he's telling me, you and your dad have got issues. You know what I mean? Like, he could, that, he, that's he, how a medium works, yeah, isn't it? You he know could what have I mean? essentially done what a medium does. Yeah. He just doesn't claim to be a medium, you know? <laughs> it's similar to the whole Darren Brown thing, where Darren exactly, Brown's yeah. so good at being an illusionist. Like, people genuinely think, oh, God, he's psychic. But yeah. because he's like, no, I'm not a psychic. Don't be stupid. It's psychology. I'm, just, I'm, I'm literally just dead good at this. Yeah. Like, it's cold reading. Like, cold yeah. reading. It's, it's anticipating what a response would be. It's yeah. reading people... It's all that. Yeah, as so well. He's essentially got the uh, the skills of a medium. Or but he's using them for for good, not evil. <laughs> essentially, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. using them to get money, but uh, he's not um, telling people that the dead pe- uh, parents are speaking to him. Yeah. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. I mean, that's another thing. Like people like criticize him, saying like, "Oh, you're like a snake oil salesman. Like you're taking this money off people and you're calling them." And they're saying, like, what am I conning? Like, I'm not I'm selling gay service. Like, yeah, this, like, this people the pay like, the money to come and see me. Like, I don't, what, what more could I do? It's like five grand. And so, like, you're thinking, that's disgusting, what the fuck? But, like, on, on the thing, you see that people have been coming year after year. People are paying £5,000 year after year to come and see him. He's selling a service. That's yeah. the way I would look at it. If you've got people who have got that much money that they can do that. I kind of like don't like the idea that only rich people can go do it. See, oh, it's, it's not, not a rich not people that. thing. When you watch it, people have literally like Someone, sold everything they own to go there. Yeah, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah which might... Well, again, then, yeah, yeah. Bit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I kind of look at it going, I know he needs to make a living, but does he even need to make think, that I, much I think, money? I think what it is, though, it's it's like across an entire week, isn't it? It, like, is, it is a long... It's a long yeah. time. He's, he's given his entire... Like, and bear in mind, he's like... He's advised like presidents and stuff in the past. So, yeah. um, does like, he do one at a time? No, he, he does it in the room, but he does like address every single person. So, how can. many people are in one room for one week? It's like well, hundreds. I think I think probably thousands to be honest. Thousands. Thousands. He's making millions a year then. Like, like you'll be interested in this. Like the way he works when they're in there, he has loads of helpers. Obviously, and they fill out like cards during the day saying what their issues are. Then at night, he goes on with his team and literally like reads every card and stuff. It's like, right, that person, I can help them. I'll do that in the show. These are the people. I want to put them together as a team, like, and they can help each other, like, you know, stuff like that. Delegating. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but literally at night, like, I don't know how long it was taking, but him and his team just go through these thousands of cards. Yeah. And like we were saying, like, there's somewhere women like fill them out I don't know why I said women I said, like, <laughs> yeah. all right yeah, bloody women yeah. it's uh, bloody women filling these cards out like this one woman fills a card out and he clearly reads it and goes she's an attention seeker I'm, you know forget that one because like I don't want to feed into it you know the attention seeking kind of thing right so he just calls out stuff like that like and what, what does she not get anything for a five grand then she gets called an attention seeker. <laughs> right, yep. Yep. I guess you, yeah. I guess you can still uh, be helped. Yeah, yeah. Just, just to not be an attention seeker. Just not in seeker. front of the whole room, maybe. Yeah. You know, just de- deal with it differently yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, but that's just really interesting seeing yeah. the whole work and this and stuff. No, yeah, I'm interested in watching that, definitely. Yep. Um, got any more films or anything before we move on? You got anything first, Nick, or...? I, I wanted to briefly mention that uh, it was a new Netflix film, Game On Man. Um, the cast of the, the, oh game game, o- o- game over game over man. game over man don't know why. game on man <laughs> game on man <laughs> that'd be that'd be great if the, the famous quote was game on man <laughs> game over man um, it's the cast and writers of workaholics those three lads 
Uh, yeah, it's, it's just a terrorist group come and take over a hotel and them as waiters take it upon themselves to uh, to save the day. Well, they don't take it on themselves. It's just kind of a series of accidents. When you say yeah. take over the hotel, do you mean like as management? Or do you no, mean no, like they literally... Storm the hotel. Storm the hotel <laughs> with guns and kill people. When you said take over, I thought it was some kind of like just Quite, business deal with the Taliban or something. Like a Channel 4 reality show or yeah, something. Like yeah, that. yeah. That's what a hotel Secret millionaire, <laughs> secret terrorist. <laughs> no, um, it's quite gory, actually. It's uh, one of the first things that you see um, gore-wise is a man's penis being chopped off. Ooh. And you see that in in, in gruesome detail Detailed. as well. I, I was cringing for fucking <laughs> ages. I was like... <laughs> but, um, yeah, um, yeah. So they take over and, they, and because of a series of accidents, these waiters tend to be able to save the day. Yeah. I didn't want to talk too much about like it. Like a just, comedy or... It's a comedy, comedy yeah, yeah. 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 Um, it's them free, so what, what do you expect? But, <laughs> check, check it out and report back when you watched it. Oh, I've watched it. Oh, sorry. I, I, I thought you'd. Uh, no, I watched just, it. Uh, I watched it. Yeah. Um. It's. It's. I'm not going to rate it highly or anything. But um, if 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 you're into workaholics, then you'll probably enjoy that. What are you rating it? I'd probably give it three out of five at best. Like. Yeah, it's fair yeah. enough. Yup. I've just got one really quick one. Uh, I don't know if you guys have watched Labyrinth at all. Have you? David Bowie. David Bowie. Not for a long time, but yeah. That's yeah. Magic Dance. Yeah, love that. Given that I rewatched this week, uh, yeah, and it's, it's a great film. I've not got much to say about it. It's a great film. Love it. It's directed by Jim Henson, who uh, created the Muppets. I was just yeah. thinking this was like, is that the Muppets guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's really sad to be honest because he did the Dark Crystal in like nineteen eighty two, and that's really good as well. But it just bombed big time. Nobody watched it. And then he made Labyrinth with George Lucas and like David Bowers in it. You think, oh, he can't fail, kind of thing, and it bombed again. Did really? And it, Did yeah, and he died four years later from like toxic shock syndrome and stuff. Mm. So, it, just a really sad story. Like, you Did know, Labyrinth was, get a lot more popular in more recent years? I mean, it, I, th- get, I feel like it was popular at the time, which not in the cinemas, you know, like on home video mm. and stuff. People Did would it have like bought gain it. Gain cult status? Is that what's happening? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. It's the it's the. For for people our age, it's kind of like having a lot of people like Labyrinth if they've watched yeah. it any younger. So I don't think I saw it at the cinema. I think I watched it on home video. But yeah, I love it. I mean, David Bowie is amazing in the film. Uh, I watched the like making off featurette and just his work. I think he just seems like the, one of the coolest guys in the world kind of thing. Just watching him like, there's one bit where he's recording like I think it's Magic Dance or something to uh until like two in the morning in his studio and it's just just footage of him just doing that. Like it's just. Crazy. David Bowie was just fascinating anyway, though. Yeah. Fascinating. Like it, when it, when he was doing all the changes with like Ziggy Stardust and stuff, like cr- yeah. trying to crack America and doing all that. It's mm. just crazy, some of the stuff. I was reading through all that the other day. Uh, like he did the whole uh, Ziggy Stardust in the early 70s, then he did like the Thin White Duke after that and stuff. Yeah. And he claimed he stopped doing Ziggy Stardust because it was literally taking over his psyche and stuff. Yeah, like yeah. He was getting, <laughs> yeah. Like, it was getting like just too much room kind yeah. of thing. Like, so. Like, I had to kill it off. Yeah. 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 Fascinating. But he's amazing in that. Uh, just one of the nicest guys ever by the sound of it, like just a cool guy kind of thing. I can see why him and Lynch got on so well together and why they work together and stuff because watching Lynch on the the new Twin Peaks behind the scenes can really see just a similar work ethic, you know, yeah. stuff this, like that. This is what I'm a bit gutted about as well, though, because like he could have had like a ch- he would have been in I, think I really he'd have think... had a massive part in that show. Yeah, like, and like yeah. he was he was pretty much 
boiled down to just being a kettle. <laughs> like, <laughs> boiled down. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was pretty much the final thing you see of yeah. Bowie in Twin Peaks. And yeah. He's just a big kettle. Even the and, voice sounds nothing like Bowie. Like. Yeah, I can't, it's kind of... You can't help it, so you can't knock it, but it's kind of like... I really think he had, he had a hold on the right, other idea for Philip Jeffers and yeah. stuff for what he's got to do with him. He was in the film and everything. It's, yeah. just, it's so upsetting that we, we've come up with that narrative. We don't know if any of that's true, but it, they did the film, Fire War With Me. They did the whole 25-year wait thing and then David Bowie dies just before Twin Peaks again. Yeah. And I was like, ah. Oh. Not to get back into it, because we've spoke about it a lot with Twin yeah. Peaks, but, <laughs> but <laughs> I definitely feel like... I mean, it still is kind of the plot of this this series. But do you remember the whole thing about Zhao Dei, or Judy, as they call yeah, it for short, yeah, yeah. being this ultimate evil entity? That's who Bowie's talking about when, when he's in the yeah, film. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's on about, I'm not going to talk about Judy. We're not going to talk about her at all. And like, I feel like that would have been the drive. I mean, it is still the driving force. They just don't really call it out kind of thing, but it would have been about finding Philip Jefferson and Judy and stuff like that. Like the, yeah. It, yeah. What could have been, but then but does that not add to the mystique of Twin uh, it Peaks? Does. It's, you know it ties I mean? in perfectly to Twin Dave, Peaks. David Lynch it? can do anything, or what, even what he doesn't do. Yeah, it's still people amazing. People are like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I am um, just final thing on David Lynch before we crack on without David Lynch because we mention him every week now. Yeah, when we, <laughs> when we record, um, they I, I started watching Mulholland Drive. Got oh. about half an hour in. But I was too tired, and I was like, I'm not following this. It's not, it's yeah. not a film to watch when you're tired. No, it needs it needs your full attention, doesn't it? Yeah, so yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna start again. But yeah, I mean, there's not really anything to you can watch it and not get anything to still enjoy it. You know what I mean? But you, yeah, you're definitely best off having your your wits about you when yeah, you watch it. Yeah, like. I definitely didn't have my wits about me, and I was kind of like half an hour in, I was like, I can't watch this. Yeah, so I, I can tell that I'll like it, but I'm like, I'll just ruin it if I keep watching it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start again soon. Yeah, report back when you've, yeah. when you've watched that. Yeah. Any more films? Any films? Nope. No, I think that's everything. Any other business? No. No. Right. Annihilation then? Yeah. Is it just called Annihilation or was, it, was there a subtitle after that? Annihilation, End of Days. End of Days. No, it's not really. Just I was going to say, like, I think <laughs> But it's based on a book series, which is like a trilogy. Yeah. Uh, but Alex Garland has said he's not doing any other ones, but... I think the books have got like you know subtitles and stuff. And he, I'm sure he said something about it. How the film, the, oh, apparently only the manuscript for the first book was made at that point, and that's what he's saying that the books are going to have nothing to do with the film because yeah. the film was done on a half finished book. Okay. Yeah, that's well, there's another element to this as well. Can I jump in? Might as well just jump in with it now. Do you, want do, the, yeah. do you want to do the preamble first? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Um, okay, annihilation. <clears throat> A biologist signs up for a dangerous secret expedition into a mysterious zone where the laws of nature don't apply. That's from IMDb. Yep. Okay. I'll just jump in here with this bit. He mentioned there, like, he read the manuscript of the book once. Normally with an adaptation, like, they would get the book and literally go through it with a fine-tooth comb and be like, right, we'll adapt that bit here and that bit there, that'll become this. His way of adapting this book was he read the manuscript once and just went, right, I'm never reading it again. Like, and he did it from memory, like, which I think is, like, mad, but, like, a really cool idea. Yeah. So, like, he would have misremembered stuff. Yeah. But he adapts it in his own, like, way. You know what I mean? I, mean? I really like, like that. Yeah, and that's why, apparently, the ending of the film is totally different to the end of the book, but... I really, it, really like the ending. Yeah, like, yeah, I did, yeah. yeah. But it's because of his rem his memory of it, you know what I mean? Like, and he's distorted it and just took, done his own thing with it. That's quite cool. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. 
We should, I, we'll come back to the ending just because we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. talk about that on its own for a while. But um, what do we what do we think of the setting and the like, sort of scenery? Because I enjoyed. I think if you'd have shown me stills of the film, I'd have been like, "Whoa, that's cool!" Like you know, with the little flower people, yeah, and stuff stuff like that. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, I forgot about the flower people. Yeah, yeah like I really liked that. That's that's sort of creepy shit. Because I like. it's creepy, but like it's a beautiful like flower thing, but it's creepy. It's, isn't it? like, yeah, this yeah, witch. it's this creepy. Yeah beautiful fantasy oh my god what the fuck is that do you know what i mean mm. like do you, I, do you remember that uh that game that came out on the ps4 the puzzle one um a few years ago. the witness, the witness. The witness. i tell me tell you what it, that it, did come to my mind it reminded like, me very much of that when yeah. i seen like the flower people on that yeah yeah Proper gave me that feel anyway yeah it did. i tell you what i did think that when i saw the flower people and i was thinking that's that's interesting it's because it's almost when you see the flower people in the witness, it is a barren land. Like there's obviously there's puzzles and nature, but there's no, there's nothing else there. Whereas in the, that film as well, you don't really see much wildlife, I mean, especially when you see those flower people, you just see them all stood there. And then you see them all with flowers all over them where they're all the different colored ones yeah. where one of your characters has just turned into one. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I got, I got that feel myself. Yeah. Just, uh, just on the look of the film and stuff. I love all the production design, you know, stuff like that. I love the bear. I love the crocodile. I love the globbing trees. I love all that stuff. But the actual, I think, I don't know if it is digital, but it looks quite digital to me, the actual way it's shot and stuff. Yeah. It looks I think, a bit I, like Netflix movie to me at points like that. This is what I was going to say. It's like, I don't normally pick up on stuff like that, but I watched this film thinking, I mean, I knew it was like published by Netflix or how it distributed, yeah. but I did look at it thinking... I don't like some aspect, something's yeah. off here. Like it didn't feel like I was watching some kind of high budget film or anything. Yeah. I don't know what the budget was, but yeah, I'm not sure myself actually, but, but I kind of like a point I was thinking, mm, don't know. Yeah. yeah. So like the actual, the actual look of the film, I'm not a massive fan of, but the production design, like do you remember the bit with the found footage where we just jump into bits of the film. Here, or? Yeah. I suppose we're just going to have to jump around, aren't we? Yeah. That, that one section where they find it's like a, a, a camcorder tape or oh, something yeah, they yeah, left little, behind little memory card thing. and they come across it and put it into their like a uh, camcorder and it's a uh, found footage of oscar isaac like cutting a guy's stomach open can i just say the stabbing motion of him stabbing it in i thought was really good special effects like it looked like he genuinely yeah it looked like it was actually yeah, yeah. and like he cuts it open and these weird snake like intestines are just like yeah. i love all that that looks amazing i think you know the actual the monster design and stuff like it's really like um, dna's being like crossed with other DNA, is that yeah, what it is? basically. So like the intestines have been crossed, well, crossed with like snakes or something. I think, I think something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. It, it, that would have that would have been. To be fair, I didn't really know at the time, but then looking back at it with all the other stuff, you go, yeah, that that probably is the case. Yeah, um, like you mentioned at the start of the film, like an alien like comet or something lands at the lighthouse, and then the team of, of females led by Natalie Portman go into that the big bubble it creates. And I think they say that DNA refracts back from the bubble, back into the dome, and that's how like the DNA crosses over. That kind yeah, of we should say that the Natalie Portman and a crew basically go into this weird sort of what would you call it a bubble, like yeah. you said, like a, a weird bubble where stuff goes in but nothing's really coming out of it, and the there's a sort of special effect around it, but it's growing as well. And they basically mm. say that this started off as like the lighthouse, and then it grew a bit bigger. And then grew bigger, and it's going to start taking over everything. Yeah, it's slowly getting bigger and bigger. So the the idea is to go in and find out what's going on, 
And when they go in, basically as soon as you they walk into the bubble, the story fast forwards four days. Yeah, I forgot about that. But yeah. <laughs> nobody's got any memory of mm. what's actually happened yeah. for the last four days. And like, cause <clears> that, they've, they've like um, got low, um, small amounts of ration, well, smaller amounts of uh, yeah. rations. As if they've been there four days and just can't remember. And like the batteries things. are worn down and stuff. They just don't know why. Yeah. That baffled me. That. It, was mm. like, it was like time refraction or something, like something's going on there. Yeah. Like, yeah, I... I liked the premise of the film. And just to mention as well, the reason the only thing that has come out previously was was Oscar Isaac. Yeah. Which is Natalie Portman's uh, husband. husband. Yep. Uh, was she cheating on him? Yeah, I don't yeah. know why that, that the, cheating the, the, subplot the, the, was in that there. That didn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I don't... Just, I, it felt just really like, oh, just put this in here, like it doesn't affect anything, but... <laughs> it just felt like a gratuitous, like, sex scene for no reason, yeah. like, a well, couple of times. I've, uh, the, what I got from it was that like she went in the whole reason she decided to go in there is because she felt like she owed him one uh, and, because, uh, because, and because he's like dead there she needs to try and figure out what's wrong with him so she can get to get him better kind of thing yeah. so like he, he's dying so she's like well I own one because I'm a I've been chief that would make sense then yeah yeah yeah. yeah that she's gone in driven by guilt almost essentially the, yeah because if she really didn't care she wouldn't do it yeah, yeah. right can I just jump forward to a scene here yeah uh, by this point, we've already seen like a giant alligator try and eat uh, yeah. Tessa Thompson. Uh, a shark was. alligator. Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. so I, I read about it. Oh, yeah, it. it's got shark teeth on it. It's got yeah. shark teeth and it's the DNA of like a shark and but a like, alligator together. Yeah, yeah like, I think they said on the film that the further out, like to the outside of the bubble, like the less the refraction's happening. So like, like that's just like a few teeth in yeah. an alligator. But then yeah. like the further in you get, like yeah. the, the worse the refractions are becoming. Yeah. Well, I love this bit. Like after the, we've seen the, the giant alligator shark thing by this point. We then get like this giant killer bear. That giant up. screaming bear with the what? Ant, like it looked like an anteater skull or something. Yeah, it looked like one of the skull crawlers out of the new Kong film. I thought. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. What yeah, was that, that, that supposed to be? This is the thing. Like I was just, I, I've just thought of it then that the fact it can mimic. I don't know if it can mimic everyone's voice or whether it can just mimic that one woman's voice because the DNA of her refracted into the bear or something. Well, maybe, yeah. yeah. Okay. I thought, I, I, like, I th- like, no, it's, she, a, it's a good theory. She, she was killed mid-refraction. <clears throat> yeah. I thought at first he had like a superhuman power or something where he could like mimic screams, but maybe it's just hers that yeah. he can mimic because it, it, he's got her yeah, DNA in him. Yeah, mentioned that in the film, didn't Actually, it? I think the... the uh, they actually mentioned Because that. he'd eaten her, it like it took on her yeah. DNA kind of thing. And... and Oh, God, I, I think it's left her open to interpretation, though, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, but that for me is the best scene of the film. I think where one of the crew's gone a bit mental and tied them all up in chairs, and you can hear one of the departed crew members like screaming outside, and she runs out to meet her, and it's that bear like mm. who just lured her outside and kills her, then comes in and like sniffs around them all in the chairs and stuff. Yeah, I, just, I just thought the whole scene was like creepy and tense, it kind of thing. Creepy, it's it's that bear was like pretty. Scary yeah. looking. Like, when it's like roaring, well, screaming. Oh, yeah, with a human like. style, like screaming on yeah. it. It was strange. Mm. I really liked that. Um, yeah, I did just, like that. Why, um, I, do, I don't want to jump too far ahead yet, but you know, the do you know the guy who had the moving intestines? Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you know when they find, is it him or I don't know if it's someone else, but they find that a body and the skull is sort of stretched out into the wall. Oh, yeah, like... That uh, him, sur- yeah. Was that him there? I was thinking Last of Us with that bit or something like that. Yeah, that that sort of image, imagery was like some... some Like, it was incredible from what I was looking yeah. at. Yeah. It just looked amazing. So, like, the, the skull had obviously, like, half broken away into the wall and, like, it was this big... 
it's again, like all like fauna, just kind of like yeah. blending into the wall. Like, that's yeah. that's like the background on the picture you see on Netflix. Yeah, like I, I, the, the imagery of that, I really liked. Like the, yeah. the film's got a lot of that type of thing in it. Like that bear was pretty scary as well. Yeah, I did like that. Yeah, uh, I mean. I want to talk about the ending in terms of how you guys thought about it. Have we got anything more, though? Before, yeah, let's, before, before we go on to the ending, um, in general, I felt like the film plodded around. I didn't, oh, really? Really, didn't really like it for most part. Oh, really? Yeah. It had elements in it that I liked. Like I said, the, the scenery, I quite liked a bit of that. Certain ideas I liked, but it kind of just felt like it was chaining things together with stuff that I didn't really care about. And... Yeah, I don't know. It just it felt like it, it walked a very, very tight line. I did. I mm. thought. I thought it was gonna. It was all. It was pretty boring for. Oh really? For some of it. I like the pacing of it and stuff because it, it just took its time just to get yeah. through it. But uh, just come back to the production design. The bit of the, again, we're not jumping to the end here, but there's one bit at the end when she goes down a hole. It's all like black walls and stuff. Very like alien ripoff. I thought that looked to me. It's very alien yeah, HR guy yeah. gooey kind of thing. The the designer stuff. But yeah, I actually I really enjoyed the film. But it does take its time to, yeah, to get there. Yeah, I, I think it. I think it takes too long. Myself, I think you could have cut half an hour out in the middle mm. and figured another way around that. Yeah, Nick, have you got any thoughts before we move on to that ending sort of final chapter? Yeah, no, I, 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 I I'm with John. I think I quite liked the film. I thought it was. I like I really enjoyed like the imagery like you say you know like like you know, the refraction thing like yeah like, like it looked like an oil slick or something you know the bubble thing it had yeah. weird colours in it and stuff it's like petrol when it like, yeah the, the water itself did though like, yeah it, when when they're going down it's like is that the water is refracted as well with something like with a rainbow <laughs> or something maybe <laughs> or with yeah. oil perhaps <laughs> yeah oil but, possibly but I don't know yeah. Mm. Yeah. Can we just talk about, about Alex Garland maybe before jumping to the end? Uh, the director, Alex Garland, started out as an author and then became like a screenwriter. He wrote The Beach, which Danny, oh, right. Danny Boyle directed and he then adapted that for Danny Boyle. Yeah, I've yeah. never seen that, you know. Right. It's good, The Beach, yeah. Not, not his best one, like, but it's good, like, into the... Really good. And because of that, he then worked with Danny Boyle for years. I think he adapted, well, wrote 28 Days Later. Is that the first one? Yeah, that's the yeah. First one. he wrote that. He wrote uh, Sunshine, which is amazing. I think he, he's done pretty much every Danny Boyle film since. I think, but then he finally got his his chance to become a director with uh, Ex Machina, which I think you've seen. Like, haven't I, you? I thought that was amazing that film. Yeah. You, have you seen that one, John? I've seen it. But that's sci-fi again, and yeah. Oscar Isaac's in that as well. Uh, but I I, I love that as well. Yeah. yeah, I think I probably preferred that more, a bit more than this. Maybe. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot more contained. It's all like an underground bunker that film into, whereas yeah, this yeah. is a lot more open and stuff. But yeah, I just think he's a really interesting character, Alex Garland. He's gone from, you know, just being an author. He's now a director of like, you know, big budget movies and stuff. Mm, uh, and as we mentioned earlier, he wanted this film to get like a worldwide cinema release. And when I think it's Paramount sold it to Netflix in the UK, he was devastated. It was like, you know, I don't want people watching it at home on the tellies. I want it to be in theatres kind of thing. I feel like I almost agree with him. Just simply because, yeah. like, normally I wouldn't really care. I'd be like, look, you make your film. I know you you can't just make a film to be watched at the cinema. I really don't believe you can do that. Oh, really? Yeah, because the majority of people don't see the film. Well, sorry, like, a majority of people, if they go and see a film, they'll see it once at the cinema, and then they'll buy it on DVD and watch it at home or whatnot. Yeah. Like, I know you can make something to be watched in a, in a dark big room with a big screen and proper sound system. 
I, I don't, I don't, I just don't like the idea that you would focus it on so much that without knowing that the, the it would be, it would have to translate to television at some point. Yeah. Otherwise, like nobody's going to watch your film and go, "That was great at cinema," but I just would never watch it at home because then you'd never watch it ever again. So you're saying mm. your art will be watched once. I just think, given the choice, I'd always choose to watch something on film at the cinema. True, so would I. It just looks so much better. The, I, I mean, like this is a weird, to... this is a weird film to to argue that over because it, like we've said before, I don't think it looks particularly no, good. No, like, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, I don't yeah. know if my opinion would be different if I watched it in the cinema, but. That's it genuinely felt like I was watching a Netflix film. Like, yeah. It didn't feel like I was watching a film that had then been released on Netflix. It felt like I was watching a Netflix film, mm. which yeah. is how I feel about that. But like, I'm going to change the argument a little bit. Just yeah. in terms of like a Stanley Kubrick film, uh, that would look so much better at the cinema on film than, you know, watching it on home, home True. media. Yeah. I, I'm stating that without, I've never even seen a Stanley Kubrick film at the cinema because they've always been on home video kind of thing. But, yeah. But like Jaws, for example, when I first saw Jaws, after watching it for years on home video and watching it at the cinema, I was just blown away. Like, I was like, is this been the same film? It looks like a different yeah. film entirely kind of thing. But yeah, how do I always choose to watch it at the cinema? No, for, yeah, no, I, I, to I totally agree. Like, that, like, like the... If you're using the example of Jaws, which I know is your favourite film, and then yeah. go to see it at the cinema and being blown away. It's like watching it for the first time kind of thing. I was just like, yeah, oh, like I've never seen this film before. Like, Yeah, I'll, I'll take that on board then. Um, yeah. but well, it, so this is a weird film to argue about because... I, Production design is great, but the actual look of the film... If this was Interstellar... Yeah. And they'd said that, I'd be like, yep, agree. Yep, Rob yeah, watched that at cinema, that's amazing. Don't get it with this one. Yep. That's how I feel. Yep. Yeah. Should we go on to the ending? Or yeah, sounds should good. We, yep. By the ending, do we mean the chapter from when she enters the lighthouse? Yeah, That's much, the chapter yeah. in it. Like, that's, yeah. 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 The, for me, this picked up. This is the best part of the film. This, from here on in... For me, this is a good film. The yeah. rest of it kind of felt like a bad film with bits in it that I liked. Right. Can I just jump into a theory? Like, when I watched it, the way I interpreted the ending is totally different to how I've heard it on other podcasts and stuff when people talk about it. I'm interested to see if the three of us have got different ideas. Yeah, that's what happened. I was thinking. Like, I mean, I've heard on other podcasts people are saying, like, what Natalie Portman tells you is totally 100% true. She goes into the lighthouse, has a weird dance with this alien mannequin creature. And escapes and burns it all down yeah. and gets back to thingy. But when I first watched it, I interpreted it that it meant that Natalie Portman sat in that room wasn't Natalie Portman. That was the That's... alien that got out and she's lied about the whole ending. And the, the real Natalie, Natalie Portman's been killed in the lighthouse or That's something. Actually like. what I thought. Well, yeah. That's, I, yeah. I thought that. That's from how I interpreted it. Glimmer you see in her iris at the end. And the, the big giveaway for me is she's got a tattoo. On her arm, like a snake tattoo, which she didn't have. Which the alien, alien Natalie Portman has. The real one doesn't. And when she's there at the end, she's got the tattoo on her arm. But the argument against that is that DNA refracts. So, like, she would have taken the tattoo on from the the alien thing. But I just, didn't, I just thought it meant that the alien Natalie Portman got out, and the real one was got died in that in that lighthouse. Or something. I got that, but it, for me, it wouldn't have made much sense. Not, not, it wouldn't make much sense. You like, like I said, apparently this has been up been left open to interpretation. Yeah, definitely. But when, when the alien, let's say the alien, fully turns into Natalie Portman, or Lena, I think it is, yeah. um, when he, she's holding the phosphorus grenade, she she blows up and she's on fire. Like, no human is standing there burning like that. Like, it just doesn't happen. Like, that would be an alien who's reacting to a phosphorus. I think, I think the point is, though, like, 
Um, like yeah. she lied about it. Yeah, oh, that's not really happened. You're, 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 oh, that she's lied about it. I think that's all, like, she's an unreliable na- narrator and she's just lying to them because she doesn't want them to know she's an alien. So, right, okay. Uh, so, so you're actually watching her, like... Her version of events, version like, of events yeah. Ah, uh, right, okay. In reality, it's happened completely different. Mm. Uh, see... Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I like the idea that I've I mean, watched a film where she's, uh, an alien just lied about, the whole, lied about the whole film. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Here's his, it, it's, it's all, it was all a dream. <laughs> I, mean, that, I, I, I guess going back from that, you can like go back to the other characters and say like, like yeah, she might have killed them all. <laughs> like yeah. the entire film is not what you think. Like mm. that's just a narrative that she's made up see, as an alien. See, I hate that idea. Yeah. Like yeah. that you're mm. literally watching an alien bullshit in its way through an interrogation, basically. But see, I think everything's true up until that point at the end. I think she just lied about the end bit purely because she doesn't want them to know she's the fake Natalie Portman. Yeah. Well, but what I'm saying is, like, the whole film's her, uh, like, narrating what happened. And if she's an alien, why would she be able to narrate all that accurately? I think she'd have taken on all of her DNA all, and memories and stuff in the air, like, yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah, actually, that makes sense because her husband the same with Oscar husband husband that, yeah. came back and did the same thing. Mm. When her and her husband sort of reunite at the end, and she says, "Are you Kane?" Is that what yeah. she says? And then he says, "Is it?" Does she say, "I think so." I think so. Are you Natalie Portman? And she's like, "Oh no, she, she says it." Oh no, she doesn't answer. She doesn't does she? answer. But then that's when when they hug, and his eyes sort of start glowing and glistening, and then you see hers glistening. But another theory could it not be that? Like he somehow made her into whatever the aliens are at that point, or can you not do that be. outside of the refracted zone? I don't know. Could be. The other theory that I heard on podcasts was that that's the real Natalie Portman, but she was in that zone for so long that she's she's been mutating into something else. Yeah. And when she gets out at the end, like her eyes are shimmering because she's just took on something from the, yeah. the zone X yeah. or something. Yeah, well, because they can all mutate, don't they? So you know yeah. the woman, like, we're just jumping back for a second, but you know the woman who turns into a tree, basically? Yeah. <laughs> like, she's the one with self-harm scars, isn't she? Yeah. yeah. And she's the one who's got plants growing out of her scars, which it's imagery like that that I really liked in the film, because mm. that's that's quite, that's that could be quite powerful. Usually. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, maybe she's been mutating. That could be an idea that she's actually, it's almost like a disease, isn't it? Yeah. Where she's slowly getting took over. See, that's why I think it's the fake Natalie Portman who got out because Oscar Isaac, the real one, died in that lighthouse yeah. and the fake one got out. Yeah. So I think similar things happened with her. Like the... Part of me thinks, though, that that could be the real Natalie Portman and she knows that's not the real Kane. Oh, oh see, yeah, I also think that. But like, that, she like It's w- almost like a fresh start because... Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's, what I, that's yeah. one way of looking at that. You can say, well... I cheated on the other one. Yeah, but he's, technically, gone, he's gone now. <laughs> technically, I haven't cheated on you. Yeah, I won't cheat on you. Because <laughs> that's, an, that's an idea. That's a theory. Mm. I like the idea a film can bring this many theories. Yeah, definitely, like, yeah. But, yeah, I'll, a lot of it's open to interpretation, isn't it? Like, And I like the whole scene when, like, the mannequin is dancing next to her, like, mirroring her yeah. every move. And the bit when she tries to get out the door and it, like, uh, squashes against the door and stuff. Yeah. That was quite good. I, I like I liked the idea, though, that um, that alien is not actually... It, it doesn't come across as... Um, what was... When you, when you... Like, aggressive. Yeah, it, do, it doesn't come across like it wants to be confrontational or anything. Yeah, like... like it does at first, but it's because she throws a punch. Yeah, and it just mimics and it just, her. Just, just does it back. And it's like... 
that 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 like aliens not actually being it's not bad like yeah. it's almost like it's just mimicking and they could be fine like th- this could just be it could have been a good alien the, mm-hmm. let's say she did get out and let's say it is her that could have been like the right thing for that do you know what i'm trying to say yeah Where, definitely i think that with the whole thing like the whole thing of the the Orb growing bigger and stuff. Yeah, it's not like malicious or anything. It's yeah, just that's the word. It's nature, like you know the. That's exactly what I was saying. Like it's yeah. not malicious. It's just a different form of nature. And I think she even says in it, doesn't think it was a bad thing. It was just changing things. Yeah, not, not necessarily for the for the worse. Mm. Um, you could you you can take that theory anywhere. You can just move on with that. Yeah. But and I do like the imagery at the end when she burns the lighthouse down and all oh, the trees yeah, yeah. like cr- crumble around mm. it and stuff. That's quite good. Yeah. Weird location. I don't know where it, I don't know what the location is, but that like lighthouse on the beach. Yeah, just a, a, a weird yeah. location to With the ice trees. Yeah, to set the film out like yeah. Yeah. It, yep. Yeah, I, I've not got much more else to say on it. No, I think I'm pretty much done to be honest. Yeah, I'm pretty done. Yeah. Yep. I, th- I think the saving parts for me were the imagery and the. It's definitely got some creative aspect of stuff that you see in that film and i did like at first i didn't like it but you know when you first meet the alien guy and he's like that metallic green color but do you know when you hear the weird synth music Mm. so it's like it's all it's completely out of out of context and it's just like like and it's just a synth noise like it's totally doesn't fit with the rest of the film up until that point and it starts making off notes as well and he's the guy is moving to the music so when he's standing up, it'll just make the little synth noise. Mm. Like I didn't like it at first, but then I thought, no, this works for me. Like this is this is cool. I like yeah. that. So it was the use of music in that scene I particularly mm. like. Um, yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, just going off something you said earlier. I think this is the kind of film that people look back on in years to come more favorably. You know what I mean? Yeah. It'll be like. Maybe people have theories about it and stuff, you know. And I think as it as it gets older, people are like, "Oh, yeah, that was a great, great sci-fi film." I wouldn't agree, but having seen that it's got mostly positive ratings, I go, "Well, you might be right." Mm. But part of me thinks that that it could go the complete other way, and people might be like looking at this, going, "Why did anyone think any of that was any good?" Like, mm. do you know what I mean? Yep. Because I'm not that thrilled with it. I'm not going to watch it again. I just think films that are quite minimal and don't give you much in terms of the plot, they age well because people just theorise about stuff over the years, you know what I mean? The, yeah, true. I think when they spell out too much for you and there's no mystery there, no one goes back to re, to, to rewatch films or anything like that. Fair, yeah. 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 All right, well, should, we, should we do ratings? Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to roll out with a 2.5. Oh, God. Oh, okay, okay. So it's not... It's For me, it's bang in the middle because... I don't think it's an average film. There are bits I really liked, and then there's bits that I thought were really boring. I think I thought it's stri- it's it's it was stringed out a bit too much, too thin sometimes. Now you're saying about minimal, but some of that plodded for me. I was like, just come on, where's the next thing happening? Yeah, that's fair enough. Without any, I didn't think there was enough development. It, in it definitely sections. takes its time. Yeah, and I don't have a problem with something taking its time or pacing itself, but. That it didn't develop in those bits adequately enough for me. Okay, okay. I mean, I'm pretty much going the opposite way. Then yeah, um, choose the thing I've used in the past, which is how often I pick up my phone. I didn't pick up <laughs> my phone once during this yeah. film, so I, I was engaged in this film from start to finish. Like, um, as for plot development, I thought it 
developed at a pretty steady pace. To be fair, um, I think yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I feel I feel I feel like um, I I always felt like I was getting somewhere with the film. I didn't feel like I was ever just at a standstill or anything. But um, yeah, um, so I'm going with four out of five. Yeah, like you mentioned there, I like as well just simple plots. I think the more convoluted a plot gets for me, I, I kind of switch off a lot of the time. So just the fact that it's literally husband comes home, put four women together to go into the... You know, that, that's literally the plot. Yeah. And just, just walk to the lighthouse. Yeah, like, yeah. I like it when it's just, just simple goals like that. Uh, I'll go like 4.5 out of 5, I think. That might be a reflection of like how bad cinema's been so far this year. A refraction <laughs> of how bad cinema's been so far this year. It's been garbage. And like, I feel like why everyone's jumped on this saying like, this is a really good film because there's just so little else out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? That everyone's like, oh, it's a half decent film, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Give it five stars. Uh, but yeah, 4.5 out of five. I think X Machina is better than it, but yeah, 4.5. Fair enough. Yep. Sound, sound. Cool. All right. Well, our first show we put up in a month is done. Yeah. On our one year anniversary. Yep. See you next year. <laughs> yeah. Um, Becoming an annual show now. <laughs> have we mentioned that we've had more listens in 2018 than we have in 2017, even though 2018 has been three months? I don't think we've mentioned that, but we have mentioned that we're on the front page of iTunes and stuff. Yeah, front page of iTunes. Yeah. Hit the TV and film charts. Yeah. Doing all right. Yeah. Yeah, so please send us an email or yeah. something. <laughs> yeah. I know we've got all these listens and we just want at least one person to interact with us. Yeah. <laughs> just... Just just tell us what you think of the film. <laughs> I'm not fussed, me. Like, you two can beg all you like. <laughs> Although, you noticed, Nick, one guy gave us a one-star review on iTunes. Don't yeah. bring attention to it. You don't email us. <laughs> you, you, can, <laughs> you can stay away, but... Yeah. I think that was Sam. <laughs> I'm choosing to believe that's because we've not put an episode up. In a yeah, it was like a protest Maybe. star yeah, rating. That's that. yeah. 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 They've got us out of hiding, haven't they, to do an <laughs> <Yeah>. episode? <laughs> Uh, social media then should we give that away oh it's been a while so I'll have to yeah. I don't know if I remember it <laughs> no then um, in, in uh, I, can try, I can try and remember it um, we're, on, we're on Twitter aren't we yeah at DST podcast yep uh, I have no idea what the Instagram is no forget it I think it's the same actually <laughs> I think it's I'm DST sure we pod- said didn't we say like follow get more followers and we'll put more posts up I think that's what Sam said about Instagram uh, I think we're, we're on Facebook yeah. anyway Type type don't spoil the ending. You can find yeah. us there. Yeah. And personally, oh, you've got an e- we've got an email as well, actually, haven't we? Yeah. Do your do, do okay, your Twitter. I'll, I'll do my Twitter. Yeah. I'm at DST Nick. Yeah, I'm at Taylor nineteen eighty. The emails at don't spoil the ending at gmail dot com. Uh, I'm on Twitter at yeah it's joke. Yep. Why you hate? Yeah. Yeah. So this has been the. One year episode, the 38th episode spectacular. Yeah. 38, nice round number. Um, mm. We'll see you on the next year. <laughs> next month. We'll see you on the next year. <laughs> see um, you in 2019, guys. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Bye. 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 Bye.